0: to Podcast. My name is Raquel Brown and I am your host. I am a wife, a mother, an educator, and most importantly, a follower of Jesus Christ. And the goal of this podcast is simple, to give you some tools, strategies, and resources that can help you maximize your parenting potential. So whether this is your first time listening or you've been here since day one, I welcome you. And I hope that you leave this episode feeling empowered and equipped. Every time I have an opportunity to speak to a group of parents, at some point I say something to the effect of, if you are a Christian parent, family devotions are mandatory. And I always say that The frequency and the structure, I can never mandate to a family but I must say that family devotion time is a mandatory, should be a mandatory part of your parenting and family life. Um, And I will also add consistent family devotions and, and also organic family devotion times should be balanced and it is scriptural Deuteronomy 6 talks about um, the expectation of parents to talk to their children about the things of God in times that are structured and times that are more organic and I just want to talk to you a little bit about why this is important family devotions consistently and remember sometimes like depending on your childhood experience you think um, Consistent means every week or every morning. And that's, I, I want you to, to break that thinking out of your mind. Consistently means that as a, as a mom and a dad, or if you're a single mom or a single dad, um, depending on the age of your children, so with or without them, depending on how old they are, you're going to establish when are we going to come together as a family to learn about god and his word and how to let our light shine outside of our church outside of our homes into our community and it is really important because you're you're teaching a few things first and foremost you're teaching your kids that it is important to prioritize time with god so when you sit with your children and you say we are going to be meeting as a family as best as we can, because we know that sometimes life gets in the way, sometimes the seasons of life and where you are in terms of work or um, the kids being in school, sometimes you'll have to shift or pivot. But when you come together and say, as a family, we are going to meet every, the first Sunday of every month, or, and I'm just making this up, the first Saturday of every month, or every Friday evening, or every Wednesday evening, You are telling your children that it is important to have consistent time with God as a family and our ability to be consistent in this area, it's going to transfer into their lives when they get older. They will be looking for um, that same structure in their families when they get over. Now, it's not a guarantee, but you're going to increase your ability to pass on these good parenting, spiritual parenting habits to your children and their children and so forth and and so on and so forth. So you're teaching them again that it is important to prioritize God. You're also giving yourself as a parent an opportunity to plan and prepare information and biblical content to teach your children. Now where this content comes from. It could be a variety of places. You could have a website that you go to and you receive family devotion content. You could look at what your pastor is preaching at church and ask yourselves, what what from this month's sermon do I want to you know, explore with my kids depending on the age and stage they are in their life? Um, you could be thinking as a couple, what are the issues or what are the values that we wanna highlight in our family during this time and create some learning and some family conversation around that topic. So you're giving yourself space to take up that mantle and that responsibility of being your child's first small group leader. And I'm always saying that the church has its place, but the foundation of teaching biblical principles and teaching biblical content comes from home. So there should be some time when you as a parent are sitting your family down or your child down, depending on the size of your family, and you are talking about Jesus Christ. This is not up for debate. And I will say this unapologetically, if you are listening to this podcast and you are a Christian parent and you do not have a consistent time Whatever the frequency is, is up to you, but a consistent time that you are meeting with your family, calling your children together to talk about faith, to have faith talk, you need to reevaluate what you're doing. You need to rethink how you are showing your kids or not that Jesus Christ is a priority. And I I will not back down on that. You must be having consistent time to teach your children about faith and again rem- hear me when I say you can negotiate that between your schedule and your 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 life pattern and, and how things are in your life so what that means is there are times in, in our family where we have family devotion every day depending on what's going on and sometimes we may plan that we may say okay you know what this year at March break we're going to have family devotion every day does it happen every March break? No, but we, 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 we are flexible even within that consistency, but it happens. Um, we may say every week for this season, we're going to have family devotions, right? So it is important that you establish what that consistent frequency is, but it is not okay to not have faith conversations with your children. Right. And I totally understand the um, Raquel. I don't know what to talk about. We're not sure how to do it. But right now, that is really not an excuse. There are so many resources available. You could literally Google family devotions with toddlers, family devotions with middle schoolers, family devotions with teenagers and and an abundance of resources will come your way but you have to take the time to filter through it and find what works for your family. There are thousands of family devotion books available. Um, There are thousands of, of podcasts and websites and blogs and YouTube channels available to support you with content. And your local church actually should be your first place that you go. You should be able to go to your youth pastor or your family ministries director or your children's pastor and say, I need family devotion content for my home. Can you give me something that, can, that 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 coincides with what our kids are learning at church so we can go deeper at home? They should be happy and prepared to provide you with that. Notice I didn't say go to your senior pastor, right? Unless those roles of of youth pastor or youth youth director, unless those roles that are that are, that are specifically designed to support the family are not in place at your church, you shouldn't have to go to the senior pastor. That is one of the reasons why these family ministry type roles exist. You should be going to them and saying, I need help. As a matter of fact, they should be letting you know or informing you of the content that's being taught so that you can use it as an entry point to have these faith talks at home. And I know many parents, many of us are guilty of receiving this information from church, whether it be an actual physical handout or an email and, and ignoring it. I remember being a, a children's pastor in the GTA and I would see, I would see the printouts of the, the take-home sheet on the ground that we gave to families. Let's not be guilty of doing that right we need to be more respectful and and more purposeful and diligent in in utilizing the resources that are given to us to help us disciple our children right and the and another thing i want to say is it's not just a consistent structured time. So I firmly believe that you should have that. But once you have that consistent structured time, you need to think about those organic times because it will make those organic times seem more authentic. You don't wanna be driving in the car with your with your youth or your child or your teenager and you know all of a sudden you wanna have this deep faith talk and your child's looking at you like, who is this person? Why is my mom talking to me or my dad talking to me? About Jesus like they never talk about that this is so strange it's it's so out of place and sometimes that happens because we have not normalized faith conversations in our home we have not normalized Jesus Christ in our home we have not normalized um, pointing our conversations back to God's Word in our homes and so it seems strange when we want to have these organic conversations with our kids So, in addition, again to having structured time, this is when you sit and you plan. So it's not opening the Bible and saying, "Okay, you know, let's let's go." Okay, let me see, let me see. Uh, Okay, yeah, Psalm twenty-three. No, it's when you are prayerfully considering what does my family need to hear right now. If you are a father listening to this podcast, you should have the confidence and the discernment and the conviction to take the lead in this area to be going to God and saying, what word do you have for me, for my family? Now, I'm not saying that you should do this alone because I believe that moms can equally hear from God and that they can equally have a word from, for the family. But I believe it as a father, it's strange if you have no input and you are not involved in that process. And I would say, sir, you are out of place if you have no input or you are not seen by your children as a co-lead in conversations about faith in your home. If your children only see mom as that person, sir, you are out of place and you are out of line. And you need to rethink what it means in totality to be a father, to be a shepherd, to be a good shepherd, a good father in your home. Alright, so we want to make sure that we're thinking prayerfully about what does my child need, right? If you're thinking about if it's back to school time, what are the character traits? What are the, what are the worldview principles that we want to drop a couple of weeks before school and leading up to school to prepare them to go back? If it's coming up to Christmas time, what do we want to teach them about what this season of Advent and Christmas really means? Right If it's If it's around Passover, what do we want them to understand deeply about Passover? Right? Many of us tend to gravitate towards the traditional um, celebrations of like Easter and Christmas because we have not thought deeply about Advent and Passover and what these things mean in terms of our faith and what our children should know about them. So family devotion is a great time to unpack these things with our families. Right. And organic times are like when you're around the table, when you are driving in the car, you know, after you've watched a really good family movie and maybe maybe there's some connection that you want to make. And I'm in no way suggesting that after every family movie, you're like, okay, guys, now what does this mean in light of scripture? If there is an unintrusive, organic way that you can feed those questions in, then do it. You're teaching your kids that Jesus is not just limited to structured Jesus' time, but he is a part and he can be pulled into every area of our lives. It's very important for them to understand these things. Otherwise faith becomes locked in a Sunday box or a Sabbath Saturday box. And that's the only time that we take Jesus out when we're getting ready to go to church. So it's very important that we introduce if we haven't already or reintroduce if you're in a season of drought in that area or revitalize if you think your children are disengaged to ensure that we are being responsible with this idea of family devotions. We also want to make sure that our family devotion time is relevant to the age and stage of our children. And sometimes that can be challenging. If you have children aging from like four years old up to teenage years, it can be challenging. So you're going to have to be creative. Maybe it means you do one part of your family devotion and then you put the littlest ones to bed and you have a deeper conversation with your teenagers. Maybe it means that your structured family time for a season is is a little bit more basic where you're just reading a scripture and praying together and then you plan a time to have some study time with your with your older children a little bit later. Those, those details are things that are worked out between yourself if you're a single parent or you and your spouse, if you're married, as to how you're going to facilitate this necessary part of your family and parenting journey. Right? Another great resource is other parents. And the question you ask other parents is how do you structure your family devotion time? And if their response is we don't, then it's a great entry point for a conversation about how we can, what will it look like? And if your children are older, I encourage you to include them, to not be always facilitating. As a matter of fact, even if your children are younger, finding creative ways to include even a six, seven, two, three-year-old in leading, it will look very different, right? But it's important to show them that the, Holy, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside your child from conception, Right, So it's important that we teach them that by showing them how they can be involved at their age and their stage. So again, family devotions is not up for debate. What we need to be talking about is what it will look like, how it will evolve and change, not just to accommodate the ages and stages of our children, but also the stages of our family. But not forgetting that we need a balance of both. Those structured, organized, pre-planned, intentional, targeted, strategic times, as well as those organic times that happen as we do life, as we do life together. Because that is family devotions is one of the key ways that we're going to be able to teach our children um, about faith to help shape a godly perspective and worldview and to help pull out the fruit of the spirit that as, as parents, we are required to nurture that, that garden of faith, to nurture the roots of those plants, to make sure that when the plant bursts through the soil and begins to bear fruit, that it's godly fruit. So parents, I wanna challenge you. If you do not have a, a structured, consistent family devotion time, to have those conversations and to figure it out and to get it started it's not too late don't think that oh my gosh my it's been i've never done this it's it's never too late to start you just got to get started Thank you for listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Brown, and I would love to stay connected with you. So if you go to empowerandequip.ca, you can see all of the ways that we can stay connected. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you can even join my mailing list. So until next time, remember that you are an empowered parent.